Welcome to the Sniffling Podcast. Hi, friends. Hi, I friends. I don't think I'm, like, sick, but... They're not. Not sick. <laughs> I have hay fever, and I sound like this. So, if you hear a little bit of extra mouth breathing coming from my side of the table today, no, you didn't. <laughs> my breathing is actually perfect, because I went to my allergist today, and they just... Really said, great lungs. Yeah, it was funny because they. I've gone to the same allergist since I was a kid, and they gave me someone new. And she was like, "You know who would know the answer to these questions? The doctor you've been seeing for twenty years." But she's out today, and I was like, "I know." Yeah, dude. That's really tough. I'm surprised at how many different clinics you go to. I have so many specialists. I'm falling apart. That I understand, but I'm surprised by the amount of separate private practice clinics that you go to rather than like, I assumed that when you said you came to Iowa City for all of your appointments, it was because they were University of Iowa based. No, they're all different private people within Iowa City. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, my allergist and my dermatologist are right next door in the same building. So sometimes I go to the dermatologist. I'm like, I have an appointment. They're like, you don't have an appointment for six months. And then I just walk. To, I realize I went to the wrong place. Do you think it's like a Mindy project where they see each other on the elevator? And exactly. Like battling. Exactly. <laughs> I do have a lot of specialists. I am a, um, a high needs person. Eventually, I would hope to... Your needs are not special, but they are high. No, no, no. High maintenance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not spe- I'm not special. No. Just complicated. <laughs> <laughs> there are just copious amounts of them. Uh, eventually, hopefully I'll like move, move eventually, and then I'll have reason to stop seeing my allergist who's known me since I was three. Do you want a reason to stop seeing your allergist? Well, I want a reason to consolidate all of them. Uh, so, Angel, how was your day? I literally, we haven't like really talked all day. No, we haven't talked at all today. Um, it's good. I got to spend time in the infant room again today mm-hmm. um, because it, they were like going insane. I love babies. I love them too. There's they do so have a lot much going on. on. Yeah, I love little babies. They're my favorite. I do too, but they're not like durable. No, I mean no. No, they're just they're like clingy. I feel like they're more durable than we realize. They're just clingy. Right, but like I don't want to test the limits of their durability. Well, no. With like but... with my two year olds, I'm like, I know you just took a really hard fall, but like I also know that like a quick kiss will make it better. You know. I mean that's how what I do with little babies, but it's like a quick bop on the hip for two minutes and it'll be okay. Unless they fell like on their face, in which case that's a different story. I or, like, just, ate a Lego. They scare the shit out of me, and I'm just, like, protect at all costs. The little like, itty-bitty ones. <laughs> nothing yeah. can they're, happen to you. They're more durable than you realize. But if we f- sound glum today, it's because it was a glum day. And I love a glum-ass day. I love a 60-degree, overcast, dark-as-fuck-ass day. It felt amazing all day. And then the fucking sun came out, and it was warm, and I wanted to die why can't it be chilly all the time that annoys the fuck out of me every time you say it it like lights a fire in my belly and annoys the absolute fuck out of me because all i hear when you were saying that is i want angela to be miserable because i know this makes them miserable and that's all i hear the clouds the clouds the cold the damp 
You you know what makes me miserable. I don't want don't. you to be miserable. But you know what makes me miserable. Actually, not fair. Because Angela knows what makes me miserable. And it's any type of warmth. I hate being hot. My brain That's doesn't work. That's so untrue, though. Like, the whole season of summer, like, you are perfectly happy to take your ass to the pool and be very happy with that activity. And you are fine. There is no such equivalent winter activity for me, which is where... Um, you got me fucked up. See, I'm okay in the summer because I can be in a pool or turn the air on. Bitch, put on a blanket. I have a blanket that has nothing to do with the amount of sunlight <laughs> that the sky is no longer giving. I'm sorry that we have different types of depression. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So Because I'm thriving. I'm living my best. Like, I've been, I never use my Disney Plus account i've been using that bitch this whole week i've been like i've come home and i've been ready to like get in bed at when it gets dark at 7 p.m and stay there because like seven is like late though as soon as it's done not when you got shit to do not when you're yeah in school go to work and i'm a part-time podcaster like no i got are you going places are you just doing stuff at home I want to get in bed, and that like with that entails yeah. like fair enough. Nothing is else is getting done. Like I'm just laying in bed. Mm-hmm. I feel that I lay in bed most of the time, so I get that. Which is not acceptable when you got other shit to do, and it's only mm-hmm. seven p.m. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to identify? Sure. Yeah. Uh, today I identify as a board game adult. Because I do love a board game, and I recognize that I take them too seriously. And specifically board games, because card games, I'm not, I don't get as, other than spoons, I would say, I don't get as competitive with. But, like, I'll fuck a bitch up in some Scrabble. Oh, we know. Maya is, I can't even put that on you, bro. Like, we're both disgustingly competitive, and it's gross. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I don't think mine's gross. <laughs> I think you're... I'm going to go ahead and speak for your actions. I think they're gross. I think mine are gross. Oof. I don't like it when we... Oof. That's like lowest of keys why I quit playing checkers. Because I was like, I can't... Was I being mean to you? <laughs> no, not even just you. Like, we were both being mean to each other. And I was like, I, this is not what we're doing on Sunday nights. I'm cracking up because I was big chilling. That's so funny. Yeah, well, I what really makes me mad is when I'm playing like board games and people are like on their phones or not paying attention or like not invested, like oh, just whatever, roll for me, play for me, whatever. I hate that shit, and I hate that shit in real life too. Get off your phone. Yeah, if we're hanging out. Get off your phone. It drives me bonkers, wonkers. Because mm-hmm. how Especially am I supposed if I'm to? I'm talking to you and you look up and be like, yeah. Like, at that point, don't respond. <laughs> like, don't ever. Like, at that point, say less. Right. Like. <laughs> And I feel like you've gotten a pretty good read on, like, I know for me, I cannot do anything if I'm, like, on my phone texting. That's, Angela I cannot. I can't hear anything. Like, the rest of the world <laughs> is dead to me. Yeah, when Angela looks at their phone, it's truly, like, they aren't, there's, they're attuned to nothing else, which is amazing to me. Because I understand, factually, that no one can multitask, that it's, you're just switching back and forth, right? You cannot switch back and forth. <laughs> no. I feel like 
I'm okay at that. I don't think, I don't necessarily enjoy it and I try not to do it when I'm with people. But like, today I was in a meeting and they, we were like making edits to a presentation and I was editing the things as people were talking through them out loud. Because like, I don't know, it's easy to switch back and forth. I, no. There's <laughs> no reason that I should have to or want to. Mm, yeah. But... <laughs> I agree. And so then when people don't pay enough attention to their board games, I'm just like, something's got to shake. We either don't play or you fucking fight me right now. Like, I don't really know what the, what the issue is. I think it's so cute that you say something's got to shake. It's hilarious. Because every time I'm expecting something's got to give and then you just <laughs> shake it up. And I'm <laughs> shaking there and I'm like, every, it, it. You've been saying it for, like, the past couple days. I've been noticing it. <laughs> and it knocks me off my rocker every time. It's so funny. I guess I have didn't even think about something's got to give of them being related or similar. You hmm. know how I can't multitask? Yeah. I'm really in my head trying not to sniffle. <laughs> we'll have to take breaks I'm so you can blow so, your nose. Truly. So if I seem like I'm far away, it's... You're like, <laughs> Because I'm in my head, like, trying not to, like... I'm going to stand up now and see if that helps. So, yeah, I identify as a board game adult. Um, I haven't played a lot of board games recently, but I would say I played the cheaters version of Monopoly, which is where there are specific cheats you can do at specific times. There's a handcuff involved. All I think of is the show Cheaters. <laughs> which I'm not even sure I know the premise. But it like, makes you think of cops. <laughs> you right in my head it's like cops but they're trying to catch people cheating on their significant others <laughs> it's cops that they go into the motels yeah right <laughs> uh, it's cops with more prostitutes <laughs> who thought that was possible <laughs> uh angela how do you identify um my name is angela my pronouns are they them and today i identify as a stuffy little monster Ooh, I'm just feeling like a monster today. Nice. Wow. I was like sitting in the desk right by the door in class today. And I like was going to stand up and like have all my shit. And this boy and his like friend, I say boy because ew. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a man, you're a boy. Another student? A boy. I'm cracking out. I, I... For a second, I was like, are they talking about their two-year-olds? And I'm like, no, they mean another 20-year-old student. Okay. Yes. Understood. Um, so I, like, stand up to go out, and this boy and his, like, friend try to push past me, and I turned my whole body, looked him dead in his eyes, and I was like, gave him a, like, what the fuck look and, like, slit, like, closed my eyes a little bit, and he just looked at me, and I turned around and, like, walked out the door. Ooh, badass. Just feeling very monstrous today. So oh, and then yeah. I was crossing the street and I had the walk signal mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know. The hand? Actually, the walk signal is like I was going to say, why would the hand tell you to walk? And I was walking across the street and somebody like came zooming around the corner in their car and they shouldn't have because I had the walk symbol. And you had the little dude. I had the little dude walk in, and yeah. so I double flipped him off, which I feel like is more satisfying than regular flip him off. I was like, 
And someone was sitting in the car at the red light and, like, looked over at me and, like, chuckled and, like, gave me a nod. And I was I'm like, cracking out. Well, that person sucked. That's so funny. Yeah. Babies. Fights. Home. That's the life I'm trying to live. Fights included? I be wanting to fight bitches. In theory. I am a pacifist. I have lost the only fight I've ever been in. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, you know, in theory, I would love to fight someone, but I don't know in practice if that's ever would be a good idea. Would you be willing to, like, train for it? Like a Rocky montage of you? <laughs> Wait, it would be like... Did you I... watch iCarly? No. Yeah. Okay, you know when iCarly practices... It was, like, the original, like, celebrities fighting whatever, whatever, like how Logan Paul does now. It was iCarly yes! fought yeah, Victoria yeah, yeah. Justice yeah. who had whatever, whatever, was her rival on the show and they like I fought. cannot believe that that's a real thing. Celebrities fighting? I don't know why that is happening. And I wish it would stop, actually. It's, mm, yeah. I don't, mm, I don't It'd know why. It'd be much more entertaining if it was like a street brawl. Like, they happen to see each other on the street and we're like, you know that video of Zane trying to like... <laughs> Square off on some money. Like, I think it would be really entertaining if it was, like, Brad Pitt saw Matthew McConaughey in the street and was like, pull up, buddy! Like... I mean, the best fights, I would say, are like that. Like, when Cardi B tried to fight Nicki Minaj. What? Yeah! At, like, that big fancy fashion show, and then she got hit, she walked away with no shoes and a big old knot on her forehead. Who walked away with no shoes and a big knot on their forehead? Cardi B. There's, like... Two or three years ago. She gets some good swings in? No, because Nikki was surrounded by bodyguards. But somehow she... We'll find pictures. Google, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, fight barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> Wiki feet. Go to Wiki feet right now. <laughs> that one's for me. <laughs> but, right, the, the spontaneous ones are the fun ones. And I also don't subscribe to boxing. Why do I want to watch people do that? No, I hate it. It's horrible. It's weird. And they always end up very bloody. It's in the same category of things for me as, like, jungle movies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> jungle movies and boxing are synonymous. I can do jungle movies more than I can do, like, a pure dude bro action movie. Like, if there is, like, some through line about cars or explosions... I cannot, my brain just cannot follow. Mostly because there's no dialogue. It's all explosions. I, too, don't like that. But I think I'm okay with it because it's being straightforward and what it is. Whereas, like, a jungle movie, dudes watch one jungle movie and think it's, like, fake deep. That's. They're like, this man survived. He's, um, like, Ugh, a specimen. And it's like, no. a specimen. Yeah, I just saw the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson movie, and Emily Blunt. <laughs> Jungle movie. Jungle movie. Where they were it, And it didn't make no fucking sense. It never does because it's bad. <laughs> it's just as bad as the explosion movies, but there are no explosions. <laughs> First of all, it's called Jungle Cruise. Okay. And it's supposed to be set in, like, Brazil in the Amazon, but everyone is speaking English. And Emily Blunt has an American, has an English accent. There are still, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Not there are still treats. Oh, sadness. Um, and then sometimes they do speak, well, of course, when there are, like, native people, they're speaking another language, and it's Spanish. See, and there's always some sort of, quote-unquote, native person in a fucking jungle movie. And it's Spanish, 
they don't speak Spanish in Brazil. Baba was like, what? Mm-hmm. And also, if they were native, they'd be speaking their native language. Huh? What the fuck? It was very confusing. And Doreen, The Rock Johnson, The Rock, did not take his shirt off not even once. And I'm like, I was just going to ask if your shirt was What's the point? Well, What's the hold up here? That's his whole thing is like, Someone's got to shake. Someone's got to shake. Preferably you, Dwayne. It's your titties, Dwayne. And like his whole thing, he's like a bodybuilder turned actor. But he kept his shirt on the whole time. And I was like, mm. So I want to do some fact checking from last week's episode. Just because um, for journalistic integ- integrity. <laughs> and somehow I managed to really only lie about men. Somehow. So I don't know. Weird. Somehow, who, who she have, says. Who would have thunk if? So we're just going to run through them. Shaq is not in the movie Holes. <laughs> It is a random other black man. Um, it is Canadian actor Rick Fox, who played that baseball player. Um, he was married to Vanessa Williams. Yes, because why would Shaq be playing a baseball okay. player? Okay. I did not fully think it through all the way through. I just was like, yeah, there's a bl- there black... There are of famous black baseball players. I can't name any, but they well, could have been in the movie Holes. Well, he wasn't even a baseball player. He was just a Jackie tall, Robinson. He's just a tall <laughs> actor. He's not even a baseball player. He's just a tall actor. Because I hadn't actually seen Holes in a long time. So I was just like, I know there ain't, I know there's like a sports through line. So I was like, it's Shaq. It's not Shaq. And now that we talked about that last week, I went and rewatched Holes. There's about 18 different plots going on in there. And one of them is about baseball. So, I'm sorry that I got that wrong to um, Canadian actor Rick Fox, who was married to Vanessa Williams for six years and is six foot seven. So that's the fact on that. Um, Oh, I would like us all to congratulate Angela on eight weeks of not smoking. Woo! Thank you. I am now surgery eligible. Hell yeah. We're excited. That wasn't a fact check. I just wanted to make sure we hit that. <laughs> uh, I did mention LeVar Burton um, because I quoted him last week and I said he was the host of Reading Rainbow. He apparently is a lot more famous than just that. <laughs> so. To who? Black people. <laughs> black people. Dick out of me. So, some of his works. Just to name a couple. He, was, he has been in eight different iterations of Star Trek. Uh, the Jesse Owens story, a movie called The N Word. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Tiger Woods story, Ali, our friend Martin, the children's animated movie that they show you on Martin Luther King Day about how they went back in time and were friends with Martin Luther King. Did you remember that? Did you ever see that? No, it sounds familiar. The yes, sounds familiar. And then he was also in Community, and most notably, he was in fucking Roots, and I. Know what Roots is, but I don't know what Roots is. And sometimes me and Angel have talked about it and be like, I kind of know what Roots was. Yeah. So I have the description. <laughs> because this is like, it's a very important black cultural touchstone that I want to do justice. Okay. Couple sentences. So Roots. Um, the description is, it is Christmas 1775 in the American South. And Cletus Moyer, a free black man is helping slaves escape via underground network. When he is captured, it puts the lives of many of those fleeing in danger. Moyer asks slaves, Kuntikinte, LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow, an elderly fiddler 
to help, but they're reluctant because of the risks involved. After Moyer and two other men are hanged, Kinte and Fiddler must confront their consciences to do what they feel is right. So now you've heard that. I feel like you might catch the the cultural joke, like inside joke of Kunta Kinte. Mm-hmm. Very common. Yeah. Yeah. And that's LeVar Burton. Who would have thunk? Not me. Not me. Not to be confused with A Raisin in the Sun. Totally different thing. I don't know why I think those black dramas to me are the same thing, apparently. Okay. I don't know why those two get mashed up in my head. Uh, at one point, I stated that it was the three-fourths compromise. It was the three-fifths compromise that said that um, freed slaves and black people in the United States were only three-fifths of a person. Not three-fourths. Not 75%, 60% of a person. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about Jason Momoa and said, he's some type of something. And just to make sure we get that factually correct, Jason Momoa is Native Hawaiian, Native American, and white. Fun fact, he was raised in Norwalk, Iowa. I knew that. I love when bitches are from Iowa. It just feeds something in my soul. I don't know why. Because you're a bitch from Iowa. I love, like, collecting them like gemstones. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, too, could be Jason uh, Momoa. I famous. Jason Momoa. And from Iowa. Exactly. Uh, and then the dance that Ashley Graham was taunting him to do yeah. was um, a haka, which is a traditional Maori dance um, that he's done in other roles. Yes. Last man I lied about. <laughs> <laughs> I called John Hughes John Stewart. Uh, and John Hughes is a... That is his name. Yes. Yeah, that is his name. John Hughes is a like famous director and movie writer, for, specifically from the 80s. Some of his most notable movies were The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dennis the Menace, all the Beethoven's, Flubber. Really? 101 Dalmatians, and I forgot there was another one. But yeah, the he did a lot. The animated 101 Dalmatians? No, the live action. Oh, I was going to say. Mm-hmm, the live action. There's a live action. Uh-huh. When was that? 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he died in 2009. So, um, he was problematic, but he put out a lot of what people refer to as classics. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to like address that. Things that people would, like, call quintessential American, like, movie culture. Yeah. That, like, standing outside someone's room with a boombox. That's John Lover. And Flubber. I think 16 Candles and standing outside someone's room with a boombox. You know what I mean? I think The Breakfast Club. That's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Those are my fact checks. Um, I probably will continue to lie about men. But I will try and go back and correct them. Sometimes, hopefully. Maybe. Not for the sake of men, for the sake of her. Yeah. Being factually correct. Exactly. This is not for the men other than LeVar Burton. Who is other in the community? Which, I love how that's the one that stuck with you. Not the movie called The N-Word. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that at the time and it felt inappropriate, yes. but. Not eight Star Treks. <laughs> no. I mean, that's well, pretty impressive. Well, made me irrationally horny. Ew, you do like Joel McHale. Yeah. I, mm, he's a celebrity I think smells bad. <laughs> I do not trust Joe McHale not one bit. I don't know. He, 
I just I bet Brad Pitt smells bad. I bet there's nothing wrong with him, but I just kind of side eye him. Something's off. I bet that Brad Pitt smells good now because someone made him smell good. But I don't think that like Brad Pitt as a person. Celebrities have been saying that they shower irregularly, which. If that tells us very much of anything, it's that we shouldn't think any of them smell very good. You shower irregularly. I'm a regular person. If I had le- <laughs> if I had leisure time, I could shower all the time. If I had a fancy shower, I'm afraid of drains, Angela. It's traumatic. There to take are a drains shower. in any shower. Not if I was rich enough, bitch. It would Where's be the water going? Covered. No, it would be out of sight. So. If you don't know, I'm very afraid of drains. There are, sh- there are showers where you don't have to see the drain. It's just like hidden. Yeah, I just envisioned it. Yeah. I'm afraid of drains. They're my biggest phobia. And so showering is traumatic. <laughs> and cleaning the sink. And anything, like today I had to, we don't have real drains at work. And I had to pour something on the drain. It had like a what thing over it. Real drain. We have like, um, we have sinks, but they don't have like just holes. They have a little grate on top of it. So you can't pour things down them. Ah, uh, yes. So I had to be really fucking brave. I can't even think about it without getting upset. And get the stuff that got stuck on top of the fucking drain. And I I did it. And actually, I'm very proud of myself for doing it because I was retching in the middle of the work day. Because I hadn't touched a drain. I'm proud of you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, conquer your fears. Mm-hmm. Okay, Maya. You gonna learn me something? I'm gonna learn you just a little something. Okay, can I guess what it's going to be? I told you last night. Scandalous popes. Uh, no, you said it was about a specific pope. I did not say it was about a specific pope. So you didn't tell me. Okay, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I've brought you here today as a joke. I'm going to kill you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that was a hoax. I've brought you here today to talk about hoaxes because I think it's, truly wild that there have always been and still are people out there that are just lying to the world on a grand scale but not about anything serious it's just like you know like let me play this practical joke on you okay and like when I think of someone that plays like practical jokes or like pranks like in my head they're like a leprechaun-esque person and they just like change all the time on the clocks in your house so you're late for work and then they run off like giggling like hee 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 and that's like what I envision as like a hoaxster or like a jokester. Is hoaxster a word? Um it is now. Hoaxster. Okay that's amazing. Okay. When I think hoax I guess I don't even think of like a prank or a joke. I feel I think of like large systems lying to someone and then getting caught in that lie and being like, "Whoops," you know what I mean? But the point of, I think the point of a hoax is that it's on purpose. Well, I know that the point of a hoax mm. is that it's on purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for like benefit, and sometimes that benefit is just laughing at people and calling them dumb, and sometimes it's not. So the definition of Hoax as a verb is to trick into believing or accepting as genuine something that is false and often preposterous. Ooh. Hoax as a noun is a humorous or malicious deception. So that one really. Yeah. Broad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Have you pulled any like good pranks before? Well, when you read that de- definition, I 
have not really pulled any like pranks because but I don't know if I'm really really prank minded I don't know I thought of two examples the first Angela knows this in middle school I convinced a girl in my choir class that wasps were not called wasps that they were called wops and that how many other words do you know that ended in sp there are plenty of other words that ended in sp but i was a manipulative 12 year old name five you care exactly and uh, she believed me and it was preposterous to call those bugs wops but i let her call them wops for like a full week until i told her it was just a fun pranky joke that's pretty psychopathic now that i think about it but it happened <laughs> literally you were just, like, exercising your power, I think. Like, you yeah. were like, how much power can I have over these people? That's kind of the theme of my whole adolescence. <laughs> and the only other prank I could think of is... <laughs> Angela gets really stressed when their bed's not made. And one day I was like, Angela, let me make your bed. Like, let me do this for you. And like, I... I want you all to know that I hated it immediately. I was and like, I was like, Angela, what the fuck are you gonna let do? Let me to my make bed? your bed. Like, let me do this for you. Let me take care of you. Relax. Put your feet up. Like, let me do this for you. And I made their bed upside down. I put the pillows at the foot of the bed, and it was really funny. It was funny. And I took a picture of it and put it on like my Snap story because I was like, this is ridiculous. And someone responded and was like, ew, that's giving me the cringe. Like. You sleep like that? And I was like, no, it was a hoax. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I just don't think that there are like many adults that like run around prank playing pranks on people or like. I can't even think of they one. do, they're your like annoying friend, Josh. And you're like, yeah, I can't even. Flip your hat around forward, Josh, and put yourself like, you know, I can't even think of a, a hoax or a prank as an adult that I would think was funny. No. Like, what? I would just be annoyed, I think. Wow. Well, oh. Hopefully you find some of these funny. I do have one more hoax. Oh, yes. Uh, when I taught GED classes, my co-teacher really wanted to play a April <gasps> Fool's Day prank. I didn't like this one. And I was like, that's dumb. I don't want to do that. But she really wanted to do it. So we made up a fake math problem, knowing our fucking students struggled with math. We made up a fake math problem that was like... If you have two chickens and each chicken lays six eggs a day at a growth rate of 25%, how many weeks until you have a full coop of 20 full-size chickens and six baby chicks? Like, it truly was nonsense start to finish. And then we, like, let them sit there and work on it. Here's the thing. They usually ignored us in that class. And for some reason that day, they all, like, diligently were, like, working together, using teamwork to try and figure out that problem. And then we had to be like, ah, yeah. it's literally not, you, there's no way to solve it because it doesn't make any literal sense. It just sounds so horrible to me. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> I, well, I In was going to say I know that it wasn't, but you also lied to a girl just for the But that wasn't my idea because you know I don't like playing games at work. <laughs> yeah. I hate when someone's funny in an email. <laughs> Fuck off. I hate playing games at work. Cut the shenanigans. <laughs> Cut the fuck out. Um, speaking of being funny in an email, what do you think of George W. Bush? I had to think about which one that was. Um, He's the younger one. He's the <laughs> 2001 that beat Al Gore in the election. What do I think election. of him? I try not to. I think he is an idiot and a Republican 
and a war criminal and for some reason now like a beloved old man um i think it's really interesting that you said idiot let's talk about it he's dumb as shit Let's talk about the Levenstein Institute IQ report of 2001. Levenstein, okay. In July 2001, I almost said 2011 because I like couldn't believe that 2001 was a That people date. like were doing things? Yeah. Yeah. People were over the age of four years old. In, in July 2001, they did not realize they would soon have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> in the Oval Office. They were like, we can take IQ tests. <laughs> September 10th, 2001, George W. Bush takes the Myers-Briggs personality test because he does not know. September 11, the Twin Towers fall. And they said, say correlation is not equal causation, but in this <laughs> case, I'm not so sure. And he said, as an ENFP, I really felt for our families, for our Americans. And the firefighters. I wasn't going to get too specific. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I like to go there. Anyways, in July 2001, an email began to circulate claiming that the Levenstein Institute had conducted research and released a list of presidents from the last 50 years ranked by IQ. Can you guess where George W. Bush came in on that ranking? What number was he? 43? He I was bet. very last. He was He dead was 43rd? Last. He was ranked lowest IQ, and it said that he had... An IQ score of 91. That's like remedial classes level. No. No. The average IQ score is 100. What's the average for a president? No, they're probably all equally average. Oh, maybe. Well, that's one thing I think that's really interesting with this is that. Maybe I don't know the scale of an IQ like I thought I did. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't think one point is as big of a jump as you think it is. Yeah. Um, So like considered above, like super above, super crazy smart is like 130 and over. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So um, we should also note here that the IQ test is not a good measure of intelligence. Right. Um, It was invented by... Sir Francis Galton, who is the father of eugenics. <laughs> hmm. Which I knew that, and I had that in my notes. Like, good thing I keep all my notes from previous semesters. Because I was like, wait a second, there's something wrong with the IQ score anyway. And I was like, oh, the IQ test itself is kind of a hoax. But right. whatever. Um, so the email originated as a joke on a website called linkydink.com. On the original Onion. Not Linky Dink. <laughs> Linky Dink. And it's mm-hmm. very clear that, like, the email is a joke or a mm-hmm. hoax. It ends with, at, like, the very bottom, if you scroll all the way down, Dr. Levenstein lives in a mobile home in Scranton, Pennsylvania, with his longtime <laughs> companion, Patricia F. Dilliams. The two are not publishing reports for their Levenstein Institute. Or when the two are not publishing reports for their Levenstein Institute, they run an internet business called www.collegedegreesforsale.com. <laughs> so, it's... Satire. To, it's you, satire. Well, and to my understanding, this was like a forward email chain. Like, you remember like oh. forward text messages? I do, like, but I, I feel like we were too young to ever have gotten on the email aspect. Right. That was like a thing like offices and, and family members would send funny emails yeah, it's like pre-facebook memes yeah. like that's oh, how memes okay. got around right it is like 
Interesting. Okay. So someone at the Guardian must have gotten a hold of this email. And I, it's not clear if like there were certain parts that were edited out to make it look factual. Mm-hmm. But okay. it, there was an article published that quoted the Levenstein report as fact. <laughs> and pundits on like news channels had already like labeled George W. Bush as fucking idiot. A moron. So this yeah. just really. Can you define pundit for or pundit for me? I think it's just a person who talks about political. Like, Puns? they just oh, give okay. their fucking opinion. Okay, like a political commentator Yeah, type thing. Okay. It's just someone that who gets sense. on the news and speaks. Uh, I may be fact-checking that yeah. next week. Which, how do you get those jobs? I always wonder. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, you know, <laughs> why is the only example I can think of Rachel Maddow? <laughs> oh, I thought of Tommy Lauren. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone like like that. Ass. A correspondent, not me thinking politics. Not me thinking. Isn't she a comedian? I was like, Rachel Maddow. Isn't she? <laughs> no. Tommy Lauren. Yeah. I hope so not. Like people think her like existence. Her seriously, her yeah. Existence is comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So people already thought he was an idiot, and this really like solidified that. Um. It only took two days for the Associated Press to be like, "Hey, The Guardian." This is not real. You should have maybe fact-checked it. But they didn't. And this is something that we, like, still hold on to as fact today. People still, like, know and say that, like, George W. Bush is the least smart president. So, IQ... And I would argue that Bill Clinton is the least smart president. I mean, there's a lot... There's about 40 motherfuckers in the running. (laughs) So, it's not... It's, you know, they're all gunning for last place. But... You know, IQ tests are just eugenics living on. Yeah. Are just eugenics with a hat. Absolutely. Because I feel like something that, like, not even that we fail to realize, but that we've been taught to overlook is that these people who created these horrible systems usually didn't just create one thing. They, like, put their little feelers out in a bunch of different places. So he was like, hey, guys, eugenics. And then he used that to also be like, some people are smarter than others and make IQ tests. Right. And then when people were like, oh my god, not eugenics, but like some people are smarter than others. You know what I mean? He really is so gross. Mm -hmm. But he... (sighs) See, I think why people really held on to this idea of an IQ is because he also did some very valid work and like discovering the bell curve and like things that like very much live on and are provable and... Okay. So not everything he did was shitty. No, Which but he just thought to... that he was, like, the smartest man in the room and everyone else should be smart and white. Yeah. And those are the only people that should have babies, which is, like, weird. Interesting. Weird guy. Super weird. I also just love the idea that people bought this. I think one of the pe- reasons people bought this hoax and, like, really liked it was, like, you were like, oh, this is, like, knocking a president down a peg. And, like... They just assume that presidents are really smart people. When, like, presidents are just dumbasses with speechwriters. True. Very and true. And connections. Like. And, like, likability. And I think they're no charm. smarter than the rest of it. Yeah, like. It's, it really, like, it's really charm that gets them. Yeah, even, like. I'm thinking, like, judges, doctors. Like, you should all stay in your lane. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, Sir Francis Galton should have stayed in his lane with the bell curve and not... Yeah. 
And I think, I mean, I was going to say, like, oh, that's, like, an outdated belief. But, like, I feel like a lot of people are, like, no, you have to be so smart to be the president. Yeah. Which, I'm not saying that they're particularly, like, idiots. But, like, they're not, if they, like, were the top minds in any one field, they would be something other than president. You know what I mean? Like, they would be researchers. They would be, like running organizations they would be doing all these other things like they would be winning Nobel peace prizes or whatever Nobel prizes and stuff it's politics and getting to that specific place in politics doesn't require the highest IQ in the world no and I argued with someone about this um when Kanye West was running for president I think me you and I have argued about this right I Angela (laughs) Angela Brings Kanye into our home far too often. I do bring Kanye West into our home because, a lot. Because the right amount is never. <laughs> none at all. So you have men that should probably be canceled. Um, Probably. Anyways. Angela said, not on my playlist. Thank you. Um, but when he was running for president, people were like, well, he's a regular everyday person. And I was like, that's not the aspect of Kanye West running for president that you should hate. <laughs> I was like, you True. can't tell me that, like, first of all, was Donald Trump not just a regular, like, he had no history mm-hmm. in politics. Furthermore, you can't tell me anyone in politics knows anything more on other than maybe legislation and how it works. Right. Than any of the rest of us do. It's like this weird elitism that is it's like almost an out of body thing because like poor people and people who are so far from ever having a chance of being president because they're like systemically oppressed not even for any of the thing they've done still put like presidents and politicians on this pedestal of like they must be the biggest brains like there's a disconnect and i also think that like degrees don't always equal knowledge yeah. And so it's like, oh, a politician is like, quote unquote, well educated. And I'm like, first of all, let me see your transcripts. I'm cracking up. But yeah, second of all, like, went to school doesn't always mean, like, super educated. I was, People float through school all the fucking time and don't learn anything. I was governor, got a degree, like, the day she became governor. Just, they just handed her one. So. So that they no one could say... She didn't have one. Exactly. So, so let's, let's, let's think about things. Put <laughs> things in context. So yeah, I think that's an outdated idea for me and you who haven't believed that the president is particularly very smart since like... No. Sixth grade, but... Smart? No. Maybe like powerful, influential. Maybe even like charming. charismatic. Yeah, can give a good speech. like Friendly. Well-spoken and that's a even genius? like... No. No. We have other people who we think are geniuses. Who, like... Who we, like, argue about them being geniuses all the time. Right. Like, there are actual real-life smart people that people are like, no. (laughs) You're not smart. (laughs) Me. It's me. Doctors? No. That is... What? You Angela? just like to argue with motherfuckers. You're not even like, hey, you're not smart. You're just like, no, but I'm smarter. I not once have ever said that. No, not to me. And not <laughs> even to me in particular. And not, you just be like, mm, do you know that for real? 
I just be checking. No, because people and that's like my answer. You even know that for real? We just spent five minutes fact checking shit you say. Because I talked for an hour last week. I only had five fact checks. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. And because people be coming for me, like I'm dumb because I have a Spanish degree. I'm not dumb. I'm actually muy very smart. But that's what I'm saying. Like our misconceptions about like what people do or what yeah. people's education level equals how smart they are. Yeah. And that they would have a 91 IQ. So I think it went like George W. Bush was second or first. Second to last or the dumbest person. First idiot. Yeah. Biggest idiot. <laughs> second idiot. Rover Cleveland. Second idiot was Bill Clinton. <laughs> See, that's how you knew it was a joke too. Like they lined up the most recent people that are still alive so right. you can shit talk them. Third idiot was George H.W. Because... <laughs> I'm sorry, but Herbert and Truman and Cleveland, they gotta be in there somewhere. I think, like, Nixon was... A, it was... The whole thing was fucking ridiculous that someone published it. Mm-hmm. Which would lead me to believe that they were even dumber than George W. Bush. But hey, what do I know? Would you like to, to hear about another hoax? Always. Always. I guess these do kind of fit in journalistic hoaxes. That's what I went looking for initially, but I was tired of seeing the headlines, fake news, and what is fake news? Fake news, fake news, fake news. How to decipher fake news from real news. And I was like, I'm not a writer at The Guardian. I don't need this. I will say I am bad at discerning political. Like, when I read articles and stuff, when it comes to, like, my classes or things I'm interested in, I feel like I'm really good at, like, this is a reputable source or this is a biased, you know, article. You know what I mean? When it comes to reading about politics, I have, like, no sense of direction. I think it's really interesting that politics is never unbiased or, like... No, how could you? But then we're supposed to find articles that are unbiased and that are just facts. And it's like, they can't even fucking do that. Exactly. That's what we elect them to do, to put their shit aside and make something work. Shake some out. Make some shake. Make some shake. There we go. And they can't even do that. So why should I have to? <laughs> I have opinions and that's it. And sometimes me and Maya go through the ballots and check. No, you should not get reelected. No, you should not get reelected. <laughs> no. We, we were like, we were like, we know a couple of these people. We know whatever, how we want to vote. And then we were like, honestly, turn over the whole system. Like, we Wasn't don't, it like the judges? It, it was, was like the, the judges. county judges. It and was they like, were like, should they be eligible for reelection or should they be reelected? And me like, and Maya were like, no, get rid of them all. Flip the table. Yeah, bring in new ones. <laughs> okay, so my next one is from 1992, and it's called Grunge Speak. And I specifically picked this one because it takes place in Seattle, and Seattle makes me say, think of you. It does? I guess I do like Seattle. You do, and you're always like, Ugh. I feel like I... It would be rainy there, and I'm like, yeah, bitch, all the time. I do love the rain. <laughs> well, I did romanticize Seattle for a long time. I feel like I'm kind of growing out of it. Because I went there. Um, but I do like the gloominess mm-hmm. and the hippiness. And I think that's what makes you makes me think of you. <laughs> um, so in 1992, the grunge scene in Seattle was very big. And bands like Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam were coming out of there. They were popping off in 92. Like, yes. Seattle was popping in the 90s, like... Seattle was having its heyday in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know any Nirvana, Soundgarden, or Pearl Jam songs, but, like, a lot of people do. Not not us. 
Don't ask us. That's not what you came here. No one in this household. I might have a t-shirt with them on it. Don't ask me questions. Oh my god. And people ask my questions about her panties all the time. And I'm like, this is from Target. They're like, oh my god, the Beatles? Are you going to see them on tour? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I wear One Direction merch every day and no one says a word to me. Priorities. It's because there's not any, well, there's fewer middle-aged white lady fans. Right now, give us a decade. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but you won't be fun. Like, here's the thing. I think that, like, they really like to come up to you and be like, so what do you know about that? And it's like, I know I like the shirt. Yeah. I either get like, oh, you like them? Or like, a, just a, it's a cool shirt. Or Is it usually women or men that ask you? It's kind of like a mix. It's a good mix. Yeah, it's a good mix. And I wouldn't say anyone too old either. No. Also because I think I'm off-putting to the to anyone over 40, but <laughs> to the elderly? I they don't enjoy me. Today I was getting my mail, our mail, and I was wearing a shirt that was longer than my shorts, and this like really elderly man comes like hobbling out of his apartment and just like looks at me and I was like, "Old people glare at me daily." <laughs> I was like, "What? You don't like the person with the buzz cut and no pants?" Like got <laughs> the mailbox. That's not appealing to you, <laughs> sir. Keep it pushing, Grandpa. Um, so the grunge scene was what gave rise to the things we love today, like plaid shirts, chunky sweaters, all of that. And a journalist named Ricky Marin. Marin. I was like, Ricky Martin? I know I saw that. So I was like, what was Ricky Martin doing writing for the style section of the New York Times? We all gotta start somewhere. and that's where ricky martin started um so he was writing for the style section and he called this record label and this receptionist answered the phone and she was a 25 year old so she was hip she was with the shits and her name was megan she said yellow (laughs) she said (laughs) (laughs) that might have been too early actually Who knows? We weren't alive back Who knows? Then. I wasn't even in a concept. Whatever. Millennials, <laughs> you can figure that one out for yourselves. <laughs> and so he asked her about the style. And then he asked if there was any cool slang that grunge kids were using. And on the spot, she came up with the lexicon of grunge to fool him. I have I've listened to a podcast about this before. Did you? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, do you know what all the grunge all the slang terms mean? No, it's been a while since I listened to that. But I have okay. heard of this hoax before. And how then it was like the actual grunge people in the Seattle grunge scene were like so fucking livid. And then they kind of like got back at people by like making it an inside joke mm-hmm. of playing on all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you some terms that were made up and I want you to guess what they mean. Okay. Wax slack. Uh, okay. So when you have like, when you're like a nine to five businessman, but then you come and you rock out at night. Love that. Whacking your slack. <laughs> I'm whacking a slacker, baby. Um, no, that's supposedly what they called torn up jeans. Or what? Okay. Megan said they called torn up jeans. <laughs> okay. Number two. Fuzz. Police? No, not the fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> Just fuzz. Uh fuzz um is a haircut. No, Mm-mm. is when you plug in the amp and it goes. <laughs> no, it's not. It is a heavy wool sweater, 
And can you, like, picture those? Like, I get, like, a visual. I don't know what sweaters you're talking about, actually. You don't know, like, the thick. I just feel like it's very specific 90s. Like, it's giving Scooby-Doo, like, early 2000s, like, a really thick wool sweater. I don't know why when I picture this, I'm not seeing sweater. Okay. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. We will. Um, swinging on the flippity-flop. Now, she was really <laughs> taking the piss. Truly, because what? <laughs> she said, fuck, she said, oh, you work for the man? <laughs> fuck y'all. Fuck the man, even though I'm answering the man's phone. Like, that wasn't your phone, uh, Megan. Swinging on the flippity flop. Going from show to show, being a groupie. Hanging out. So you were pretty close. Uh, who? <laughs> okay, <laughs> this one's my favorite. Bound and hagged. That sounds sexual. Bound and hagged. Um, I'm imagining when they get all of their equipment and they put it in the back of the van and they tie it up a bunch of cords. <laughs> Bound and hagged. Maya, who would need a slang term for that? It's grunge. I don't fucking know. The majority of the people in the grunge scene, I feel like, weren't like the ones be like, hey, making the music like, hey, in you the th- band. You put away the snail. Yeah, she bound a hag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it means staying home on a Saturday night. It's what we do every weekend. <laughs> we are bound and hagged. <laughs> hey, this weekend, I was not bound and hagged. Well, I was, but it was. I was like, bitch, you got hanging plans? Hanging out with my grandfather. What are our plans? Oh, this Saturday I have no plans. Me either. Last Saturday I also had no plans, but with my grandpa. Right. (laughs) (laughs) With an old man. It's different. Cobb Nobbler. I. (laughs) Slob, I'm on up. Like, oh my god. They're not from the Midwest. That wouldn't have done anything for them. (laughs) I'll be like, corn. You mean maize? Uh, Hobnobbler. They're a little north for that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they probably appropriated a good amount of native culture. A like, good amount you're of maize. Telling you from Saskatoon County, and you ain't never heard of maize. Uh, okay, hobnobbler is when you mosh too hard in the pit and you like hobnobble away. <laughs> um. So I would like to clarify: it's cobnobbler, <laughs> <laughs> and it means loser. Okay, it's kind of what you just exemplified. Cobnob. Cobnob. Um, a harsh realm is when, like, a bad trip. Yeah, like, anything that bums you out. Bad vibe, yeah. Yeah, like, bad vibes, uh-huh. which I feel like that one is so, like, I could see that being real. Harsh realm. It sounds like, like, bummer. They're like, bummer, dude. This is a harsh realm. This is the harsh realm. Um, my last and favorite, because my mother uses this, oh. score. Score, like, like, cha-ching. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like score like you got a good di- like it only went well like yeah like awesome yeah yeah your mom says score that's so funny my mom says score like regularly like like, like that was the verb, verb or as an ex like an exclamation like, an like exclamation. i scored a good deal or was or were you like oh i like where you would say awesome she says score that's so funny i love that yeah that tracks with her vibe doesn't it like, peak was she's in the in, 90s and I really fucked that up for her. She's in a harsh realm. Uh-huh. Yeah. About her whole life. 
Um, so by the time this came out as a ruse, I feel like you touched on, like, the grunge scene was mad about it, but this came out in, like, the New York Times style section, so, like, people so far removed from that scene took hold of it and kept some of the words, like, score, and then there was another one, um, The Harsh Realm, Fox aired a show called The Harsh Realm, which was a paranormal drama, Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Pause. I made an appointment with the career center today. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me what they tell you, and if it's some bullshit, I'm be like, don't fucking listen. If I told you to use a resume template, bitch. We don't use templates. That's what you mean. I'm gonna email them. Don't ever tell my fucking roommate to use a template <laughs> ever the fucking end. I just mostly want to know, like, what's the tea on grad school? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. I don't really give a I'm fuck about a job. Up. You know yeah. I have no interest in getting a job. Listen, I almost... We'll, we'll table that because I had a lot of questions that popped up in my... Employment for the birds. In my career advisor brain. So we'll table those. Nope. I'm going to see someone else. That's not you. Fair enough. Which brings me to the holy foreskin. Is this a different hoax or is this tied to grunge? The hoax of... 799 CE. What? Did they eat it? They ate it. Wait, what is that TikTok sound? She put her poodle in a microwave <laughs> oven to eat it? No. Then what? To eat it? No, no, no. Sorry. I don't know what the fuck you're It's a really about. creepy sound and she talks about putting a poodle in an oven. Anyway, did they eat the foreskin? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like I've heard about people eating foreskin. Because, like, the body of Christ. Amen. What better to eat? <laughs> and I was going to get there, but you ruined it. <laughs> but that's not the hoax. For the good of the pod, I will talk through the emotions that I'm having in my head right now. What the fuck? You... (sighs) Elaborate, please. (laughs) That's as far as I can get. Okay. Okay. You want me to elaborate on the whole hoax? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This got thrown. So, Jesus was a Jew. What? (laughs) (laughs) Who told you? How do you know? How do you know? So obviously that means he was circumcised. <laughs> at- <laughs> oh my god! What? <laughs> I always knew Jesus was a Jew, but I never then. <laughs> Did he have a bat mitzvah? Bar. Did he have a bar mitzvah? Do you think there was a bris ceremony for his circumcision with bagels and locks? Do you know what a bris is? I know what a bris is. I watched The Nanny. Okay. It's <laughs> the extent of my knowledge of Jewish culture. <laughs> we watched that one lesbian Jewish movie together. That horrendous fucking movie. Yeah, that was painful. Okay. Is that, was that a real question? Do I think Jesus had a bris? Um, no. Okay, I think yes. He was circumcised at eight days old. Which wow. is what you do for Jews. Jew- Jewish babies. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you can't be a Jew, any other type of Jew at eight days old. You are a Jewish baby. Uh, okay. The, uh, wow. <laughs> Isn't it crazy to think about JC as a Jew? Because, like, okay, I knew that, right? But, like, Catholicism has my brain so hardwired that it doesn't start until he was not Jesus, a Jew. <laughs> that I'm like, ooh, what? <laughs> I knew that this one was really going to do something for us in our Catholicism. And I, it just, it makes sense. How did they hide that from us? Oh my God. Okay. Things are different now. (laughs) I'm different now. Okay. Good. Wow. So after the crucifixion. um, Fast forward. Eight days to to 34. (laughs) Correct, because <laughs> nothing in the middle is relevant. There were a couple of prostitutes. He did have a bar mitzvah. Some miracles, a couple lepers. A bar mitzvah. But we conveniently skip over prostitutes, lepers, bar mitzvah, to... Straight to crucifixion. Crucifixion by Punch- Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate, yeah. Whatever. I don't yeah. need to say his name right. He's I don't not subscribe wor- to it, yeah. Right. I don't need to put any respect on his name. <laughs> he was killing... He wasn't even a real pilot. He was killing the main Jew. <laughs> the number one Jew. He didn't even have his pilot's license. Um, so after the death of Jesus Christ, when I Rip. guess immediately, here's what I'm wondering: Who him with in the unity of the Holy Spirit? All of his words forever and ever. Amen. Angela loves it when I do that. <laughs> They're like one voice crack from losing, from like getting a note. <laughs> well, okay. It also makes me giggle because you recite it. And I'm like, yes, those are the words. And I know that those are the words. But had you asked me to like, what's the part that they speak sing? I never would have been I able mean, to do that. There's a lot more, but that's just the part that comes to my brain, first of all. Yeah. Here's what I'm confused about. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can answer this question because you might have been a better Catholic than me. Ugh. When Jesus Christ was on this earth, I guess it makes sense because he had like disciples and shit. It was already like a religion. It was already like a cult, a cult. following <laughs> of JC. He already had a cult, yeah. Yeah, okay. So when he left earth and was dead, mm-hmm. yeah, it was hypothesized that his foreskin... Still might exist somewhere on Earth. And everybody wanted a piece of Jesus. So- oh! <laughs> what? The, why not his toenails? Why his literal foreskin? Did, were they saving babies' foreskins back then? Well, no, but that was a part of his body that they knew had been removed, right? They could, like, trace back where it happened, what happened. Okay. Um. So, like, anything... Any body parts of, like, his disciples. There were also other weird body parts, right? But they weren't okay. Jesus Christ body parts. So, you so, know how, like, George W. Bush was number one dumbass? Yeah. Jesus Christ was a like, number one savior. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess where I'm getting confused is, like, no one knew that he was fancy. Well, I guess they did know he was fancy Jesus when he was born. See, that's what I was just trying to work through, which, like, they didn't know at his bris. Right. But didn't they? Because he was made out of immaculate conception. 
Oh yeah, so they must. Have. So they knew he was like the, the that shit. But when they he didn't was born. really necessarily know that he was going to be crucified. And what here's what I don't understand. Right? Did they know when he was born that they were going to want to eat the body and soul of Christ every Sunday? And we for say the that, rest of time. And they we say that when parents eat their placenta, they're weird. We out here raw dogging Jesus's foreskin. That just gave me a mental image of penis on penis. Yeah, dude. Penis on dead penis. And I, <laughs> you know, I'm a lesbian in life and death. Um, and I also would like to say uh, that this conversation is very hard for me um, to suspend my disbelief in religion uh, as a staunch atheist. It is. I'm working through some. I'm g- working through some. Some demons. Hypothetical. I. <laughs> Metaphorical <laughs> demons. <laughs> I too don't fuck with the concept of organized religion really that heavily. Uh huh. But I, no one hates it on the level that you do. And I should have known that this is going to trigger you. It's, I'm not triggered. It's just really hard for me to say. Are you not, is this not a little bit. You're, you're fucking triggered. It's okay, <laughs> buddy. It's just really hard for me to say. Oh, what did they think when they did the thing when I don't think they existed? Okay, well, you clearly believe in people, so hold on to your pants. Okay, cool. We first see the supposed holy foreskin make its appearance (laughs) in 800 AD when King Charlemagne presented it to Pope Leo III as a gift. It was like, here, I've got Jesus Christ's foreskin. Before that, what do we think it looked like? I'm like a like, like a, a little just like a square of skin. That's a big ass square. <laughs> You're right. He was an infant. <laughs> he was an I'm infant. Angela just outlined like a six inch by four inch rectangle. No 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 no. He was a bibbit. I'm imagining like a thumbnail sized, because it also would have shriveled just, as soon as you cut it off I the body. I just picture Charlemagne like. Practicing how he's gonna present this gift to like Pope Leo. He said, "Wait, I'm imagining those. Um, do you remember those like breath strips that dissolve on your tongue? Oh yeah. But well, he pops one of those out, and it, you pull out a a foreskin. Oh, mm, minty fresh. Yeah, necrophilia fresh. Mm-hmm. Imagine you go to church <coughs> and you do the whole ceremony, and you walk up for communion. I'm never getting communion and again. Somebody I want you to know says." That. The blood and body of Christ, and you say amen, and you say, and they stick a fucking foreskin in your mouth, and you. I'm never taking communion again. Like I take communion when I do the well, I do when I go to church now, just because I feel like I. Why do you go to church? I don't, but like when I went to Brace's wedding, there was communion. Uh, My like, yeah, I wouldn't have if there was a funeral. I would do communion. Um, I guess I'm just like. It, I don't believe in it, so it can't hurt. You know what I mean? Might as well just whatever, do it. Um, I'm never doing that again. I don't take the wine, though. I've never drank the I've wine. I've never drank the wine. That's disgusting. Everybody drinking out the same cup. Talk about how to spread leprosy. <laughs> I don't know if that's how leprosy works. Uh, and also, don't be mean to, to the, those with leprosy. It's not their fault they have leprosy. I'm not being mean to them. I just I don't want to catch it. <laughs> Which simply means I'm yeah. not going to drink out of the same cup of you. I didn't say it get the real. fuck out of my church. I just get said, your leprosy ass out of my church. <laughs> right. I just said, like, stay over there with yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know why we got a due date. 
And it's gross. I never did the And wine. in no other form of, like, anything is it acceptable to be, like, I'm eating the blood and body of someone. I mean, people are into that. People have vor kinks. And they, like, eat body parts. And it turns them on. It's like a kink. So, Which is why some kinks should not be allowed. <laughs> I mean, if people want to eat body parts with, away from me, no. who am I? Uh-uh. So here's where I'm going to lose you again. Okay. Charlemagne said that the foreskin was given to him by an angel. I met an angel and all I got was this crappy foreskin. (laughs) Like. I love that. And that's where. It's going to be on our merch. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where the whole like it's a a hoax thing kind of comes in. Because after this. He just found a leaf on the ground. He found a dead mushroom. And then after this. There were, like, 20 different churches all around that were, like, right. no, we've got Jesus's foreskin. And I can only imagine being, like, the dad with the <laughs> newborn son who looks at the wife and is, like, hey, we, we can make a, this baby and we can make a buck. We can make a pretty penny. We're not even Jewish, but we're going to circumcise him. Like, you know. But it went to the Pope, so it didn't. Oh, I see what you're saying. But, um. No, but then, like, you know how Christians Catholic churches still. love to have, like, relics? Yeah. It was like, no, we've got it. The Pope doesn't have it. We've got it at oh, our church. Okay. We've got it at our church. And you could charge people to, like, come see it, come hold it, come <gasps> lick it. Like, no, okay. hold it, lick it, all of it. And which is also leaves me wondering how long and how well human skin can hold up. Because, like, you're not supposed to touch art at, like, you know. And I doubt it was, like, mummified, right? Right. It probably was just a piece of skin. They might have dipped it in some tanning hide. Right. And and it would have been two centimeters by two. It would have been one square inch max. And if if he was a shower, not a grower. It would have been one square inch max. Don't say that about a baby. You started it. Because you were like, it was, he has a fucking six square inch fucking foreskin. And now you want me not to think about the size of his circumcision? You're right. You know what? I don't know why I was thinking that big. Because if we're being honest, I see baby foreskin all day long. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's not that large. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why I'm saying it could not have been very big to begin with. It probably would have disintegrated within your fingers when you fucking touched it. It was so small. But that's why this is all a hoax, right? Yeah. And no, I'm not hypothesizing about baby penis sizes. I'm just saying it would have had to have been spelled to be historically and anatomically correct. It, exactly. If they were like, here's a leather purse. It's made out of Jesus's foreskin. Listen, I think we've said worse things that could be taken out of context. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> The supposed real foreskin of baby Jesus was kept in the Papal Sancta Sanctorium. Sanctorum. Papal. Papal. Until the sacking of Rome in 1527. Not the sacking. Is that like the precursor to ransack? Yeah. The sacking? Okay. Yeah, they took like all the Catholic Church relics and it was That makes thing. sense, but I've never heard of sack in You didn't like take that. AP Euro, did you? I definitely didn't take Because I remember AP talking Euro. about the sacking of Rome. No. Um... But like I said, there were a lot of foreskins, so who knows? 30 years post-sacking of the baby foreskin. Ironic that it's sacking in foreskin. Just going to throw that out there. Doesn't it feel like a nice coincidence? It's almost lined up by the gods. Comes full circle. Comes full circle. 
Um, 30 years later, after the sacking of Rome, conveniently, the holy foreskin and a piece of the holy cross were said to be found in the village of Calcutta. The foreskin was nailed to the cross where, when he was laid out. And it couldn't have been like a slice of finger. No, 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 no. no. They also nailed his dick. They don't tell you about that nail. That was the, that was the final nail in the dick. They, and like, sometimes they call it like the Latin word, right? I'm going to start with a P instead of foreskin. But I just like foreskin. What is the Latin word? I don't know. I didn't even write it down. I didn't I even like bother with the it. Latin word. I didn't even care. Foreskin is... I guess I just assumed it was the Latin word. It could have been... It could have been taint skin. They could have been like, this is no, Jesus' taint. No, it was a, It was another P word. They really like... Okay, but Latin could have been like, lepetaint. That's Frenchy. Yeah, and I feel like that's, like, evolved language. Not, like, back, back, Latin. I don't know. You don't think they were talking about their taint back then? I do think they were talking about their taint, but I don't think it was, like, sounded, like, French. <laughs> like, Le petit taint. And, you know, well, okay, to your credit, though, if there was going to be someone talking about their taint, it would be the French. Thank you. That's all I'm trying to say. But we're talking about the sacking of Rome, so we're not even over in France. Different sacks. Where was I at? Oh, 30 years when the Holy Foreskin and the Holy Cross popped up. Okay. So the the village of Calcutta was like, oh my God, this is a sign. We have to celebrate it. So every year on the 1st of January, a priest in the tiny little village would get out the tiny little foreskin and be carried around the village with it held above his head. That's so funny. Every year. And they celebrated it. And then in 1900, the Catholic Church was like, hey, discussing Jesus' privates is not such a great look. Right. When did we start repressing the, like, talking about genitals part? You know what I mean? In 1900. Why not? And they threatened to excommunicate anyone who wrote about the foreskin. (laughs) But allowed Calcutta to keep its yearly parade. They were like, this used to be our shit. But we are reformed. No more foreskin talk. I know I was all about foreskin talk. Less. Say less. We are so evolved that we no longer want to talk about Jesus' foreskin, but everything else can remain the same. (laughs) You know? That makes about as much sense as the rest of religion makes to me. So, yeah. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. And then, in 1983, before... The Jesus' foreskin day celebration. The priest went to check on the foreskin and it vanished. No one knows who stole Jesus' foreskin. Because it was a sucker rapper. Follow Painted Brown. Do you think Lorena Bobbitt stole Jesus' foreskin? (gasps) Yes. Me too. I don't know if Lorena Bobbitt stole stole it or if it was really just a dust moat that blew off in the wind or if it was just like one piece of confetti that fell on the ground in the room, and then the royal Roomba ate it. Like, do you think it was like a low key cover up by the Catholic Church? Be like, hey, we we're done talking. We about gotta shit. stop talking about Jesus. We're God. over the foreskin because what in the eighties wasn't that when we started getting like DNA testing, and like we could figure out if that was a human foreskin and if it was in like carbon. I thought dating. you were gonna say we could like test it against Jesus, and I was like, do you know anyone who has like? <laughs> factually jesus stuff no but like seeing if it was human and then you can like carbon date things and be like there's no way this is two thousand years old type shit 
Yeah, the whole so thing had to have been a they hoax. They just swept it under the rug. I don't believe that. Literally, because there's one confetti-sized piece of foreskin under the popus rug that the Roomba pushed under there because the, the wind picked rug. it up. Because it's not real. It's not Ooh. real. I'm imagining, you know that scene in the new Lion King when um, the like, did you watch the new Lion King? I did. And it was the exact same as the last Lion King. Except for this specific scene when the piece of hair floats through the whole jungle safari and then gets stuck in the poop. Mm, yes. And then that's, okay, so that's what I'm imagining is a tiny piece of confetti-sized foreskin. The wind picks it up. It floats around its, like, special room, lands on the floor. The Roomba picks it up, pushes it down the rug. You know, um, a maid comes, steps on it, gets stuck to her shoe. She walks home. Her dog licks it, and then that's where it goes. That's what I'm imagining happened to the so-called foreskin. What I'm imagining is that every year on December 31st, they were like, fuck, we got to circumcise another baby. Oh, God. That's dark. I'm imagining a Frito. I don't even believe that after 19. I'm not even... I never once in my research was, like, trying to picture the foreskin. I 100% am picturing what it looks like. Or, like, a stamp. Like, a soggy stamp. Like a stamp, like a laminated stamp. A lamp. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, a piece of a band-aid if you cut off, like, just the adhesive side, not the part with the fucking gun. A fabric band-aid. Oh, it's- <laughs> you know the ones. The worst ones. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very much, it's real. Like, you put a picture in my head. I don't even think that person existed, and yet I'm seeing three-dimensional foreskin in my brain. Well, because either way, whether Jesus Christ existed or not, baby foreskin exists. People were doing shit to pretend like there was foreskin. People still circumcise babies. Well. Which I think is a different topic, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that, per se. I mean, unless they're selling the foreskin on the black market. That's a little odd. To the Catholic Church. To the Pope. Who, he that might be one of the least bad things. That's like, Honestly, that's. Like, one of the better scandals his lowest to come sin. out. Do you think. The Catholic, I love how the Catholic Church was like, hey, stop talking about Jesus' dick. But we're not going to stop talking about other people's dicks. Like. That's the biggest fish we've got. I, that's the biggest Friday fish we've got to fry. <laughs> the Catholic Church made no sense to me from my first day of indoctrination. Um, and that's why when you were like, maybe you were better Catholic than me. And I was like, immediately no. Because from my earliest memory of CCD, like when we would go Wednesday nights to whatever, learn about bullshit, bullshit. I was fighting with bitches. Like, I w- they would be like, and this is, the Holy Spirit is always around you. I'd be like, where? They'd be like, well, in your, physically where? They'd be like, in your heart. And I'd be like, so. I just remember being like, all of this is a crock of shit. Literally. But I do it to make my grandmother happy. Like, I was fighting them bitches. I was like, make it make sense. Pull out the car facts. And they were like, no, no, it's in your heart, in your spirit. I was like, okay, well, I'd like to go home. <laughs> Not in mine. I was like, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna crack some jokes and cause a scene until we're out of here at eight fifteen. So I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, I was a menace in CCD. Like I, 
like I had an attitude in the rest of my life like normally I was truly a menace to society when I went to CCD because I was like you want to see what going to hell looks like <laughs> I've always been I was just a menace to society uncomfortable around my peers oh and so I would just shut the fuck up and remember thinking like this is a crock but interesting yeah this is a crock and these are people I don't fit in with but so I'll just keep my mouth shut for this hour every week yeah yeah, I've never had an hour of a week that I've been <laughs> my mouth shut. I, I just always fought with them. Like, every specific teacher I can remember having, I remember fighting with them. Like, they might as well watch Narnia because it's fucking based in religion. And... What? Yeah. What? The whole Narnia series is, like, an allegory for Jesus Christ. Like, when Aslan dies on the rock, it is, like... Jesus dying on the cross is the one direct parallel I can remember. But yes, Narnia is a direct allegory for Jesus. I know. Jesus was in the closet. I love that for us. And I remember being like, this don't make no fucking sense. Jesus is a lion? And then I was like getting really granular about like the specifics of the movie. I'm like, so when did Jesus eat the Turkish delight? And they were like, well, no, that's not, it's just like added detail. I'm like, well then, that don't make no fucking sense. I don't want to, this is stupid. I always remember <laughs> that Noah's Ark, that story, made me giggle. Like, it always just made me giggle because I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, like, oh. I was like, genealogically, that don't make no fucking sense. And spatial wise, <laughs> and construction wise, engineering wise. Architecture-wise. Evolution-wise. Doesn't make any sense. No. I, okay, what is that, that mean girl's crush? She's like, oh, I'm from Africa with all little birdies and all the little monkeys. That's what I think of. It's like, oh, you just thought they all crawled on a boat and the lion laid down with the lamb. That's a Twilight reference. And, like, it was y'all just la di da The lion and the lamb in Twilight. The vampires, Edward, are the lions and the humans, Bella, are the lamb. So he would always be, it's, I think it's a biblical thing, actually. It is. The yeah. lion and the lamb is a biblical And so thing. the lion laid down with the lamb. And that was the whole thing. Like, he was this big predator that could hurt her. Oh, yeah, because they talk and a lot she... about shepherds. Well, yeah. And, and she... in what fucking context are lions and lambs ever together? The zoo. Captivity. Well, and Stephanie Meyer is a fucking crazy-ass Mormon. My boss says she really likes her sound effects. <laughs> I love it. I was working on putting a sound a soundboard today on my phone. For I us. think it's just you, baby. No, because I realized that I can use TikTok sounds, so now I can put TikTok sounds in our soundboard, and I can be like, um, jelladi. I don't know why you suppose jelladi. But one's like, no. What we need from that sound in particular is you can go to hell. Exactly. That's what I always quote. You can go to hell. It only takes one. <laughs> so yes we'll be making a soundboard at some point but i only i was in meetings for 6.6 hours today i 6.6 hours didn't get to take my break until 12 30 and i left at one <laughs> and i almost passed out in the baby room because it was so Damn. hot and I hadn't eaten. you should start taking my little muffins that i bought they're really good they're actually not disgusting like i thought they would be and they're easy as fuck what are they um, they're just like little veggie muffins. And so it's like, I think carrot and zucchini, but it doesn't taste like veggies. 
And then I was thinking I might put like just like either butter on top or like a a jam. Nice. But they're like easy as fuck and they're really good. Cute. Cause I also almost pass out at work every day. <laughs> Especially now that I have a standing desk, bitch. Be getting real lightheaded. Oh, I'm sure. I'll be getting real woozy. I'm like, damn, I really should eat, huh? Okay, well, if I pass out with a two-year-old, much less of a big deal than if I pass out with a baby in my arms, you know? That's why you're worried about their fragility, because you are fragile. (laughs) Truly. Mm -hmm. I'm just worried about their little foreskins turning up on the black market. Exactly. Like, well, I blacked out and I woke up and he was blinking. (laughs) And his foreskin was gone. Who would have known? It was the Christmas miracle. <laughs> Amen. 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 I'm cracking up. Okay, shitties. Do you have more to share with me about Jesus or no? No. Um, I just want us all to get, go compliment Maya. Put something in my inbox. Put something in my comment section for having to think about Jesus. Because it does do something to my soul having to think about religion, unfortunately. And not in the way it does things for other people. No, in a, in a bad way. <laughs> In a very bad way. <laughs> but, oh yeah. That's why I tried to keep content short this week. Because I just am real stuffy. So if you have anything else you'd like to add, please go ahead. Make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod, And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Goodbye and goodnight, shitties.